Welcome back, people. It's episode 31 of the Taxi Squad podcast. Season 2. Vinny, throw the mic again. What's happening? How you doing, Mike? Uh, nothing's yeah. happening, dude. This is a little bit earlier than we usually record, so I'm feeling especially spry right now. Maybe a little Ooh. less crazy, but especially spry right now. Well, I need the crazy Vince. That's the that's the Vince I love. You know, that I only comes out at night, crazy. brother. Oh, this guy! <laughs> the freaks come that's out at night. Of, they say, "Hey, it's like he's like a werewolf. It's like the party animal, and then comes out at night." You know, I'm a fucking raccoon, kid. He's a he's a party werewolf. <laughs> Where are you going? Exactly. Show a Dude, little grill. Yeah, so you know, show a little ground beef, you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hit the Coming nail back. on the head right there. Absolutely. And guess what, Vince? Travel what? Mike is doing travel Mike stuff, you know, recording yeah. again from a hotel room. And somehow we rarely ever have technical difficulties when I'm in set hotel rooms. So, you know, I it might be just a good omen. Maybe I'll just start booking hotel rooms randomly to record. It's a great call. You go to like the Hilton in Schaumburg or something like that. To go yeah, no, just it's just one night a week, you know, and then winds <laughs> up being like you know a grand a month. But uh, you know, that's a whole other anything for the people, anything for the pod, Vince. Anything for the pod. And and speaking of the pod, I think people are dying to know. Yeah, uh, and we're gonna always hit this segment at least for the rest of the summer. Um, is Vince still a golf guy? Listen, I am. I feel like we really dove into this uh, this topic weekly now at a really good time yeah. in my life. Just as much as you go, just as much as you go traveling, and you're always somewhere else around the around the uh, United States of America. I'm over here going golfing all the time. So I went on Monday for a work event, and then I went after work yesterday. So <laughs> I've gone twice Dang. in the last two days. Yeah. So. You know, you just get an invite, and I always say, yeah. Um, I got to say, two days ago on Monday, wasn't looking hot. All my drives were going right. I was hitting all my irons short. Everything was just not going right for me. Last night, I pulled a couple pars together, almost got a couple birdies, which kind of broke my heart, but played a lot better last night. I can't get mad, and then I'm going on Saturday. So let's see how Saturday goes. I'll check in again. And then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how the cookie crumbles when we get to that point, Ked. Bruce Almighty, terrible. Well, good, Vince. I mean, hey, as long as you can go out there and wear goofy ass pants, and and you know, uh, not throw your clubs in the lake, then I think you're doing a great job. You know, that's I one mean, of those that, things. Just you don't have to get that angry when you're playing golf. I don't understand why people get so angry. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I messed up, and then you just move on. Go take a drink of your drink, cool off a bit, get back out there, do it again. It's rinse and repeat time. It's like a closer in baseball. You just got to have a short memory, you know? Exactly. Whatever happened yesterday isn't happening today. Whatever happened oh, two whatever seconds ha- ago isn't happening now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's how. That's how we got to live life, Vince. You know, that's 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 a good way to look at life. Just keep it moving, right? It's Taxi Squad Positivity Corner over here, bud. Taxi Squad Positivity Corner, Vince, for the record, is still a golf guy. So, That's Vince, it. I mean, we got a lot to get into today. I mean, we do. We, do. Uh, we, we, got, we got some stuff. So, with all that being said, let's get into some NFL talk. Shall Vince, we? I mean, the Miami Dolphins, I mean, <laughs> are they going to come back from their terrible owner, you know, just absolutely getting booted? And then not only on top of that, Losing a first round draft pick. I mean, I don't know if they'll ever see a Super Bowl. Yeah. So to break it kind of down a little bit, um, the rulings came out on the whole Dolphins, Brady, Brian Flores scenario, all those things all together. I still think this was a thing by Bill Belichick just trying to get the Dolphins screwed, which ended up working out for the guy. Um, But basically, the NFL did some investigations, found that the Dolphins were what would the term be for this? I guess talking tampering violations, I guess. Um, So they were talking to Tom Brady's agent in 2019, 2020 um, when he was under contract with the Patriots, basically saying, I want you to come to Miami. Um, If you remember, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, probably a couple months ago at this point that they were also trying to get Sean Payton to come to Miami, let Tommy Tom Brady play, and then also be part of the ownership group of the team. So they've been interested in this for a while. They basically, the NFL went in and looked at all this stuff 
and came to the conclusion that they get to lose their 2023 first round and third round pick. Owner Stephen Ross is fined $1.5 million for having knowledge about this happening. Vice Chairman and Limited Partner Bruce Beal was fined $500,000 because he spearheaded these talks, and Ross and the other, the other of them also knew these conversations were happening. Um, and then especially his conversation with Don Yee, who was Sean Payton and Tom Brady's agent at the time. So they are all pretty much in that. I got a quote from Goodell really quick. So the investigators found tampering violations of unprecedented scope and severity. I know of no prior instance of a team violating the prohibition on tampering with both a head coach and a star player to the potential detriment of multiple other clubs over a period of several years. Similarly, I know of no prior instance in which ownership was so directly involved in the violation. So my boy Rogers taken aback, I would say. Listen, I, I mean, all right. So to kind of break all this down, Stephen Ross, I mean, one point five million of this guy is like a slap on the Nothing. hand. This isn't that yeah. big of a deal. And basically, he gets like a year of fucking vacation because he can't be there. And it's not like he's that involved. I think you know, former Michigan guy really wanted Tom there, right? So you know, you see how that goes. But definitely some shady shit going on behind closed doors. Why you got to keep you know, that, that throwaway phone on deck, you know what I'm saying? Because that, you, after, after you make the call, you just throw it, right? I got you know, two that's, phones. phones <laughs> Kevin Gates knew, man. He no, it's knew. true. Kevin Gates does know. Are you kidding me? I got two phones. I mean, you do what you do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, one's for work, one's for one's, one's a I got one because you know? I'm a good Catholic boy, yeah. not actually. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, being in sales and stuff, you know, selling some stuff or consulting people for fire alarms, you know, you got to have a second phone. And not only that, I don't want Big Brother knowing, you know, where the nudes are. So you got to keep keep those under wrap. (laughs) But no, you got to have a throwaway phone, especially when you're a fucking billionaire and you run a fucking football team. Now, on top of this, all right, all right, like, are we to believe that other owners aren't tampering? Like, come on, it's like a big boys club. Like, they probably meet somewhere in Idaho, Kind of similar to like the billionaire boys club, like Bezos and 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 all these guys meet in Idaho and decide who the next president's going to be. I mean, come on, you don't believe that these guys aren't all in cahoots and like trying to get shit pushed through before they go to the big NFL meetings and aren't friends with each other. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, think I feel like it goes on for a this. Lot. It's just one of those like don't do enough where it becomes media attention. I think that's really what it is. Like, if they're like, nobody knows about it, we're going to act like we don't either. But the minute that people start talking about it, then we have to crack down on you. This one is wild because it's a coach, player, and an organization. So it's owners, coaches, and players all together in cahoots. But still, it's like, they just it got too much steam. The Bill Belichick, Brian Flores text kind of started this whole, kickstarted this whole thing, and the investigation was just bound to come after that. You kind of have to after that's called out on you. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's very interesting that Tom Brady doesn't get any, like anything. Like, I think I kind of believe the retirement was kind of just a ploy to go explore options. And then when he realized that wasn't going to be the case, he just was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Very well. Could have been. I'm surprised they didn't come down on Brady because usually they throw the book at him. Yeah, you think they would at this point. Um, Sean Payton also didn't get anything. He's not in the league anymore, but there's no suspension on that either. I did neglect to mention earlier that Stephen Ross can't go to the facility or represent the team in any event um, through October 17th and can't attend a league meeting until 2023. And that also goes for Bruce Beal as well for the rest of the 2022 season. So... Yeah, they kind of got, I wouldn't say a lot, because neither of those fines really mess with either of those guys all that much. But as far as not being able to be around the team and things like that, it just gives them more time to go tamper some more. No, I know. Like, at the end of the day, like, they're going to just get a year off and go fuck around and be on yachts and all that good stuff. Like, Dan Schneider right now, has anybody seen this fucking guy? You know what he's doing? He's literally on a yacht somewhere in the middle of the fucking Atlantic just chilling because they can't indict him if he's not on U.S. land. Wearing a Speedo with all his favorite cheerleaders. Exactly. Like, I mean, to be a billionaire (laughs) isn't a terrible thing. If I was him, I'd just be like, you know what? You can keep the team. I'm selling. Give it to somebody else. That's it. And I would just be done. 
I mean, it's, it's a not shame like that, that guy's the worst. If there's one person I don't like, it's Dan Snyder. Oh, Dan Snyder is an absolute yeah. idiot. Yeah. I mean, I he, just once again, it's all it's all a big boys club. It's all a big boys club, you know. Yeah. And 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 how this stuff gets sent out. I mean, okay, the owners get. I mean, at the end of the day, it, the team's still gonna run. He's still gonna have some say in operations day to day, meaning Stephen Ross, and go from there. I mean, yeah, it's it's not gonna be that big of a deal. Goodell. Let's face it; these guys are all in it for the do re mi, right? And the big word there is me. So there are a lot of them are in it for themselves. And I mean, the NFL is arguably the largest sports uh, league in all of the world, basically next to soccer, yep. right? The so, sing- yeah, single uh, league for sure. Yeah, arguably the largest. Known coast yeah. to coast. Now they're gonna, you know, get even more money if it was at all possible because they're starting the NFL Network app that you can download yeah. on your TV. It's going to be five bucks a month. Like everybody's Isn't that all for local too. Isn't that basically just like a normal news station? Yeah. It's kind of stupid. Like how they, if they were <laughs> smart, they would wrap in red zone, but you know, you got to pay an arm and a leg for red zone. It's so, so worth it though. Oh, red zones are the greatest. I totally mean, when I, 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 I may or may not rip red zone every Sunday, but anyway, I do every uh, Sunday. Hell yeah. I got to watch all my fantasy guys failing. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, no, especially for you and I last season in our league, not good. But we're Sorry. actually gonna get it. We're gonna get into that uh, soon. We got we got some fantasy stuff coming up soon. We got a lot of stuff getting up here, you know. And speaking of fantasy events, we're gonna talk here about your uh, first or second pick in your uh, your dynasty league here, Deshaun yep. Watson. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I don't know if anybody's paying attention to this, but the NFL appealed. All right, his suspension. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, so he I, was given he was given six games by the the judge based on the investigation that was going on. NFL appealed that for an indefinite suspension, and they want at least a year, which is wild. I don't know why this benefits the NFL. I wonder what they're trying to think based on this. So they're trying to give him a year. Yep, at least maybe, maybe they're maybe they're really starting to crack down. I mean, the NFL can do whatever the hell they want. Yep. I mean, but if you know, Sue Robinson says six games and it's six games, but I don't know, Vince, I don't know if that, uh, I don't know if, uh, that dynasty pick is going to wind up working for you long-term here, kid. Hey, it's five years. Okay. He's going to be out for one year at the max. And I'm not saying he should be back. I do think he's probably a big piece of shit, but like, I don't know. It seems like the investigation didn't find any solid evidence. It's not whether or not he did it. It's if they can prove that he did. So I don't know how far this appeal is going to go. I just do know that he can appeal back from the NFL. So I don't think this is ending anytime soon. If this appeal case goes through, there's going to be another appeal case after it. So let's just get ready for a bunch of appeals, and then everybody gets to learn what appeals mean. Yeah, everybody gets to learn what an appeal is, and then everybody gets <laughs> to remember how mediocre Jacoby Brissett is. So, oh, man. you know, that's, that's going to be fun. Uh, you know, now my whole thing is, is like, once again, as you were stating, I, mean, I have no idea how this just like behooves the NFL at all. You know, this guy is arguably one of your best quarterbacks when he is actually playing. Now, the next question here is, is like, let's say he's on the sideline when he is playing. He gets like, you know, maybe a hammy pull or something. And then after the game, he needs a little <laughs> rub down. Do you yeah. think the trainer's going to look at him and be like, hey, fuck you, dude, you're on your own? Like what, I like, mean, you probably just got to put an old guy there and just be like, I'm sorry. You got to put an this old guy. have to gotta, do for you now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get the guy from the Blackhawks who diddled Kyle Beach. We're going to yeah. see if he likes that. Oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> just like I'm thinking, I'm thinking guy that's been losing his hair since he's 30. It's all white on the sides. He's got one big Italian mustache and he walks in. He's like, I'm here for your rub down Deshaun. And he just takes <laughs> care of him that way. He's like, Hey, turn around and show me that ass. We're going to take care of business. right now." <laughs> hey, turn around. Turn around. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lay down, lay down. I'm Guido. I'm going nice to cover you in my family secret olive oil. It's going to be a nice lubricant. <laughs> It'll work out well. That hamstring's going to get taken care of. I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. Well, where are we rabbit hole? But, I mean, <laughs> back to the topic. Do we really believe that he's going to be suspended a full season? Because I don't think he will. No. I don't believe that. I mean, That's at all I think if this even gets through in time, you know, this whole mm-hmm. appeals process, I think he might get two more games or something. 
if that, but then if he appeals it back, I feel like it's going to stick on six. Usually when we see something like this, you'll get one side go, Hey, you should have more. And then their side will go back and say, Hey, we should have less. And they're like, well, let's come to an even medium and just do exactly what we've been saying. We're going to do in the first place. So I feel like it's just going to sit at six. Stick on six. What's good. I like that. Like, so we're sticking with six on the taxi squad podcast. Here we are, you know, crazy, crazy news coming out here. But I mean, Let's stay on this for a second, though. Okay, so those first six weeks, what's their record? If the you Browns? Had to call it the fucking Browns with Jacoby Percent. And Amari Cooper. Don't forget about him. Um, oh, yeah, Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that he was on the Browns until last week. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, I forgot until you just told me. So funny how yeah. that works. There you go. Um, Funny how that works. Their record in the first six games, like two and four. <laughs> I mean, okay, so they got the Panthers, the Browns, yeah. the Steelers. Oh, the Panthers. The Jets. Okay, so Panthers, Jets, Steelers, Falcons, Chargers, Pats. All right, oh, so those shit. are their first six weeks. That was I don't know how. Easy. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't know. I could see the Falcons. May, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Let me, uh, go, let me go three and three. Give them 500. 500. I, I, I think I'm going to go with your original prediction, two and four. You know, I guess it just depends on, you know, your favorite quarterback, Money Mitch, starting for the Steelers or not, because if he is, it's a definite fucking He's loss a dog. for the Steelers. <laughs> he is not a dog. Did, okay, sidebar. Hey, word out, of read, camp, word out of camp is saying that Mitch Trubisky is definitely going to be the starter coming into week. No, one. it's actually the opposite. They're booing him actually already. I know, but camp. they're Kenny Pickett's playing just as poorly too, and no one wants to see freaking Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer coming out again. It was Rud- oh, Rudolph. Mason yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's your first yes, year. he was actually really good at Oklahoma State and then got to the league. Sucks since so. I don't know what's yeah. actually going on with that. I guy. say I, mean, I say they play him when they play the Browns. I always Maybe. like a Mason Rudolph Miles Garrett matchup. Worked out great last time. Oh dear God, yeah. No, he's yeah. destroyed. I don't, don't know. The Panthers that. week one for them is gonna be insane. Like yeah. that's gonna be nuts. I think although I do think Baker does get the start. I don't think they trade for Baker and then not start him. You know what I'm saying? No. No shot. Sam Darnold. No yeah, they're shot. saying that he knows the playbook better right now. And I'm like, no shit. He was on the team last year, but Sam Darnold's not starting for that team if they just traded for Baker Mayfield. Get out of here. Hell no. Hell no. No way. No way, bro. No, I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Um, interesting. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely think a two and four is more likely. You know, but word on the street is is that they are trading Kareem Hunt. So stay tuned for that. Reunited in uh Kansas City, maybe? That'd be smart. Be really yeah, smart. Who knows? I mean, knows? I know Patty Mahomes would love to have him back. Him and Clyde going the two Ooh. backs. That I would like be it. a dirty two back setup. Yep. That would be a fantasy fucking nightmare for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Agreed. But to stay on the NFL topic, Vince, we have a very small Bears corner. Tiny. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not it's even. Not like a, it's, like it's not like a. It's like a. It's like a. Like, or, uh, <laughs> you know when they look at you and they just breathe out yeah it's <laughs> that's it it's a sniff like it's a small bears corner like we're coming out of hibernation right so so listen so the bears right now i mean none of us are really excited about them as much as you know justin fields wants to talk about how he's going to go to the super bowl and all this good shit. but yeah what i will say is that the bears right now seem to be just cleaning house of every old ryan pace pick that there was Yep. So, I mean, right now, you brought this to my attention earlier. Tevin Jenkins, who's a giant floppy piece of shit, everybody thought that he <laughs> yeah. was going to go in the, like the fourth or fifth round. Do you of remember? Drafts. Do you remember when they got him and they're like, well, he's kind of a dog. He's going to be a beast. He's a big boy. And then he doesn't play last year, basically. And then he comes in this year and they're saying that he's not ready to go. He's not like, uh, he's not like part of the team. It's just like, this goes to show it's just one more Ryan Pace leaves and he's still just shitting all over us when he's not yeah. even in the room anymore. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I look at this and I go, I think this is 100% new management and new coaching going, yeah, you sucked. We knew you sucked. That's why you're not playing. So yeah. my question is, is who's going to want him? And what do you get for him? I don't even know. 
I mean, I, like you he, can't DFA he seems him. like an injury risk still, right? <laughs> oh, he's 100% an injury risk. Listen, a big guy with back problems is never a good thing. So, you know, right there tells you enough. So with that being said, big guy, back problems, still young, still could probably compete, but I don't know who's going to want him. And Natural what, what are the power. Gonna go? He's got Natural hands power. for sure. Like he, he could be good. It's just, will he ever play? I don't know. Ryan Pace was famous for those quotes. It'd be like, we feel as if Tevin is a superior athlete. He has the intangibles. <laughs> he has, yeah, he loved the word intangibles. You know, when you yeah. look at a guy like Tevin Jenkins and all the intangibles and size and that, that, that dog mentality, and he doesn't play. And, you know, I think he literally played one season at Oklahoma State, and it was the last season he played. And yeah. I think he was always like, he was out the last two games of the season. So he always he's had an injury bug. A big Leave boy. And they're Leave saying he's the immature too, but he is a young guy. So, you know. I mean, I, I don't know well. if we can speak of the immaturity, but what I will say is that I just don't know what you're going to get for him. Offensive line's already kind of weak. Although you got Reef, he's coming in, which is kind of a nice pick. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice little pickup. But I mean, Bears, uh, we'll be lucky if we go eight and eight this season or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. And just the, this is an overarching thing about training camp, and I love training camp because it's always the this guy's in the best shape of his life, or oh yeah, they they talk it up big. Like, oh, it's just like well, the way that they practice this off season, they can actually do a lot better than they think they're going to be. All that shit. It's never true. Everybody just you can take it with a grain of salt, like any other time you would. It's never actually true. I think the the Bears like. They they did a scrimmage thing today, and they basically like first play was a botched snap, the second one was an offsides, and then it's just like bears doing bear shit. It's like, dude, you're in training camp in August right now. Get at least get through preseason before you start talking all this shit. It's just like, even if it was like Justin, and you see that too. It's like Justin Ju- uh, Justin Fields to Vellis Jones, perfect throw right in his hands. Wow, they're gonna be amazing all year, and they're just like, watch out for the deep threat. It's like, dude. Calm down. Just calm, calm down. down. Calm down. They're already talking up Nikhil Harry like he's something. Like, he's oh, dumb. no, Ryan Pace might know something that we don't. And, and you know, blah, blah, Ryan blah. Ryan Poles, blah. dude. We don't Ryan Poles. My bad. <laughs> I changed my pace for a poll. My bad. So Poles may know something that we don't. Goes out, gets him, he's seen him play, all that good stuff. I mean, who knows? You know, sometimes guys, if they get a second chance, they got to make it happen or they'll never play again. So, you know, who knows? He very well could make the starting day roster. I don't know. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I just don't Nikhil think Harry will be on the NFL roster. I will guarantee you. think so? You okay. I know that for a fact, sir. Okay. I just don't know the role he plays. I mean, you hope that he could be like a dog. I mean, he's young. It's a He's good probably going to be like a wide out, wide out. He's going to be on the, on the sidelines. Like... Not, he's gonna not be the guy who goes up and gets it. Yeah, he's going. He's going in the corner. He's the big guy. He's a decent threat. They're gonna try try to throw it up to him, and then he can kind of put Mooney in places where he can play slot a couple times. Maybe go out on the side and get some bombs. And then remember, we got the Pringle daddy. So let's let Pringle do some jobs too. Oh, Byron Pringle, you know when he's not getting arrested in the off season, is very productive. So you know that's great. That's a that's a great thing. His Absolute last name is perfect thing. for a nice little ad campaign with the Pringles. Yeah, he'd be stupid not to do that. He would be dumb not to be like, hey, Pringles, I'm in. You That's know what I'm saying? They at least have to I mean, ask. You got to ask. You got to tell your agent, listen, call Pringles. Let the boy Some speak sour for Pringles. cream and onions hit, kid. <laughs> you got to oh, get me good. in there. <laughs> Those hit, but what hit even more are the pizza-flavored Pringles. Oh, dear yep. God. Right in the oh, soul. Yeah. Right Big in the pod, feels. Baby. The... Big boy oh. pod. Oh, <laughs> man. Pringles. I used to hammer those fucking things as a kid. Oh, oh yeah. man. You could eat a whole fucking sleeve of those. Easy. Oh, they were so delicious. Well, I don't know why, why I was fat and had high blood pressure at a young age. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, th- you wonder why. I used to Sometimes hammer. Sometimes it's easy to figure it out. Sometimes. I used to hammer. Spicy Italians from Subway, like a whole mm-hmm. foot long to myself. At like yep. 10 years old, I would just destroy one of those. And then just those like go upon my day. Oh, they do hit. They used to hit. I don't know. Subway anymore. I had not a fan. A long time, actually. I was going to say, I haven't had not, Subway in a long time. When was the last time you had Subway? You know, you're not going to go to fucking Subway. 
Yeah. I think I had uh, it like a year ago after a Sox game at like 1 a.m. because it was the only thing open. And I was like, oh, this is this is uh, this is palatable. Oh, wasted. <laughs> and I was like, somebody's in bed. Just drooling on myself. Yeah. I got I got one. I got some drunk food talk for you here. Real quick. Sidebar. Phyllis Anybody Phyllis who lives in the Chicago land area, okay? You're going out drinking in the city late night. You're going to want to go to a little joint by the name of La Pasadita. All right. It's at Ashland and Division. And that burrito hits on two different levels. Ew. I mean, oh, dude, steak burrito. Okay. And, like, the guy I was with, I was with one of my buddies, Joe. We were leaving a saxing. He's like, you want, like, the best burrito ever? I'm like, everybody says they got the best burrito ever. And here's me thinking, like, TBK, because everybody in Chicago is like, oh, Taco Burrito King's best. It's drunk food. But this was on a different level. He's like, no, I'm telling you. So we go. I feel like everybody, if you're in Chicago, has, like, that friend that's like, you want the best this of all time. And rarely do they hit this Never. hit. And then it's always this like, hey, is, let me order for you. Don't order. I'm gonna order for you. Need it. And you're he like, did that. that. He did the whole. He did the whole setup into what you were thinking. Like, eh, it's gonna be marginal. But yeah. no, it was not marginal. It hit on three different levels, and it's the most simple thing: steak burrito, onions, cilantro, cheese. Done. What and a it, I mean, beautiful. That's all you need. Sometimes you're putting too much shit in there, you know, and it's yeah. just like, why, like, why do you need to throw bananas burrito. in this burrito? We don't need to do that. Keep it simple. I right. I don't need a whole fucking salad in my burrito. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just need simple. I just simple at times, and and, and that's it. You know, that's a, once again, taxi squad thoughts. Sometimes in life, less is in fact more. So, you know, just sticking out for that. Just, just, just sticking out for that. This is cur- this is podcast preparation in the podcast. I'm pretty sure we should just start ending the show with like helpful to hit, hit like tips and hints that we've learned throughout our lives. Tips and hints. Yep. <laughs> tips and hints for drunk. Taxi squad right? tips, I'm- baby. <laughs> Taxi squad tip of the day. <laughs> I love it. Taxi squad tip of the day. Uh, but Vince, let's get back into sport talk because that's what we do. Shall we? Um, Indeed. Baseball's been fucking nuts, man. I mean, yeah. literally been insane. Trade deadline's been electric. I was very surprised that the Cubs didn't choose to move Wilson Contreras or Ian Happ. I don't yeah. know what the thought process is there. Let's start with that. Um I we talked about it a lot last week because we thought it was like an inevitability kind of. It was done. Um, we like he was crying and they were building it up to be like a thing, and he's like, "Oh, he's going to be traded, and this is his last game at Wrigley Field," and blah blah blah. Yeah, they're fucking. They happened. were hugging. They were hugging in the dugout, and like my so my brother's soon to be brother in law actually got a tour of the locker room at Wrigley wow. on Tuesday. Which was like the last day for trades or whatever coming onto it. And Ian Happ came in and had all of his stuff in a box on his, at his locker. Um, And basically they were like, oh, let's say that he has to be leaving. And then they just never traded him. So I guess he just had his shit prepared and ready to go. So everybody felt like it was inevitable. Um, I like that they didn't get rid of him, honestly, just from like a, like a standpoint of like legacy for those guys. And also like, I like Wilson Contreras and like the players as individuals. I do like them. Um, I think they probably could have helped another team. And I think the Cubs probably could have got a little bit more for them. But honestly, I do kind of like the move from a fan's perspective of keeping those guys around. Well, at the end of the day, I think that organization needs to understand that you're just not that many pieces away from being competitive again with those two guys in your locker room. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I mean, they're both very very effective at what they do. It's so hard to find a catcher, dude. A catcher that can hit for average, hit power, is an athlete and himself can fucking throw people out from his knees. I mean, dude, he he just destroys people behind the plate. And he calls a very clean game. So, I mean, I don't know how you could want to get off of that. If I'm the Cubs, you should try and give him money. He and Half's a consistent ball player. I mean, he can play infield, he can play outfield. He's got a lot of utility to him. So, I don't know what the thought process is behind trading them would be. And you got these young guys caught up in your system. Yeah. So they just want more prospects. It is what it is. I mean, Morel is going to be a stud. That's kind of solidified that Morel is going to be an absolute beast. Um, 
So for them, I mean, the Cubs might not be as far off if they make some additions in the offseason. They just got to get rid of that Hayward contract. I can't believe they still have it. It's going to go eventually. It's just going to happen. Mean, it's crazy. But, I mean, let's face it, though. The biggest news happened yesterday. Yep. Juan Soto getting traded to the fucking Padres, and they're creating the goddamn Avengers. In, in Slam Diego, Diego right just gets stronger. Dude. When Fernando Tatis comes back, it's over. Like, it's fucking over. Yeah, there was a video of them hugging today in the in the weight room, and I was like, this is just fucked. And then Juan, Juan Soto had his press conference, and he was just like, I would like to apologize to any opposing pitchers. <laughs> just it's Seriously? Like, yeah, um, especially because they also got Josh Bell, which is obviously understated because – Juan Soto's on the team. Josh Bell's also a masher. So if you bring him in and he could play a little bit of one B for you guys, you guys are in a good spot. I mean, listen, I I don't know, you know, if what the Nationals gave up was worth the return. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. I mean, because if you look at what the Cardinals were offering, they were offering players who are ready to go like now. Yeah, I mean guys who can play now, guys who can play in a couple couple of years. I mean, they're the Padres had a couple of those. Mackenzie Gore is a really fucking good pitcher. He's in triple A right now. He's gonna be a star. I'm completely confident that he's gonna be a star pitcher in the MLB. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. And CJ Abrams is also a really, really, really good, versatile player. Um, and he played a little bit of MLB this year. Um, he's not having an incredible year, but he's having a good enough year for a rookie season. Um, they got two really good guys off of that, but they also traded away two really good guys. And one of them is top three in the league and he might just be two. Um, so when you're sitting on this, looking at it, it's like, I just don't think they thought they were going to get a Juan Soto deal out of this. Are the Padres going to sign Juan Soto to a long-term contract? I don't think so because they're going to have three you, guys that are worth over a billion dollars if they do. So Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. So, I mean, it's the thought process of the Padres organization right now. Like, you got them for two years, cost-controlled, or two and a half. You know, is your thought process just to go, okay, we're going to try and win in this window right now? I mean, you kind of have to. The way, I mean – no, they don't have to. They can tra- They can pay whatever they want to pay for people. But if I'm looking at the valuation of the team as a whole, and what are they, like two bill, maybe a little bit more um, yeah. worth? And if they're giving a billion dollars to three guys, and you're like, what are you going to do with the rest of this team right now? So I think they're kind of all in. Let's just get it done because they have like a really good pitching staff. They have like seven starting pitchers that would pitch on any rotation across the league. And now they have probably the best left fielder in the league. Shortstop might be the best shortstop in the league when he's playing, and then one of the best third basemen in the league. Pretty fucking scary, especially in that division against the Dodgers. Oh, dude, it's nuts. Absolutely. No, I mean, they're going to arguably – I mean, they're still competing in the NL West right now. I mean, the Mm -hmm. Dodgers, in my opinion, I don't – with this lineup, and now you got Fernando coming back for this last half of the season, dude, I just – it's you just can't forget really. how good the fucking Dodgers are, though. <laughs> but they're—I don't think they're going to hold a candle to them when it starts. I think they you know can. What I'm saying? I think you they think can. so. Yeah, I mean, think I, about how many MVPs they have on that team. They have more MVPs than the Dodgers and the Padres. Mookie Betts, don't forget about him. Trey Turner. I know. Old, Listen, you know, I, I know all teammate, the Freddie Freeman, Josh Turner. Ugh, or Justin Turner. Excuse me. I know all about the talent fence. I'm not disputing their talent. I'm just saying from the Padres organization standpoint, you already got two dogs. You got guys coming up in the organization that are also dogs. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I don't and, know if that's and the move they because got Josh got Hader it. yesterday, too. One of the best closing pictures in the league they got for the Milwaukee Brewers, which still doesn't make any sense to me why the Brewers would trade that guy. So, right when now, they, they have one Hader. of the best. I'm not entirely sure what that that was, but it wasn't. It was a little bit for sure. I mean, they're definitely like taking out their uh, farm system pretty quickly doing trades like these. But if you're getting Josh Hader, a shit ton of really good starting pitchers, and 
one of the, if not the best lineup in the league, you're kind of just like, you better win something here, boys. Listen, I think uh, if they don't win in the next two years, I mean, that franchise is going to be fucked for a long time. That's but I definitely sad. believe, yeah. I definitely believe, though, that the Padres uh, have a window now just to go. So, but do you, you want to know? That's God. I was just saying, do you want to know my favorite part about this whole trade was? What's your favorite part about the whole trade, Vince? Eric Hosmer. Did you follow yeah, this? I, I didn't follow. I know he rejected going <laughs> yeah. to the National. He's like, no, fuck that. And then he eventually got traded to, to the uh, Red Sox. So what, what's going on with this? Eric Hosmer is, had a no trade clause in his contract. He hasn't been mm-hmm. playing well at all this year. Like at all. Right. I think he owed him. I think they owed him $43 million or something like that. So they were trying to like dump his contract. Dollars. 43 for that guy. God damn. 43 um, for million. 43 mil. Go ahead. They were dumping that contract. That was their plan. They're like, we can't do this anymore. This guy, his, his batting average came up a bit, but he was having a really bad season at the beginning of the year there. Um, he denied it and people were thinking the deal was off the table. And this was after all the big wigs, the pass-ins, the Rosenthal's were basically tweeting, this is over, it's done, they did it. He denied it. He has every right to, but this big thing where there's like everybody in San Diego is just going to boo Eric Hosmer for the rest of eternity. If I'm Eric Hosmer, I don't want to go to the fucking Nationals. Are you kidding me? I couldn't play him for Washington. I don't want to live in Washington, D.C. He's 32 years old. He's like, by the time they're competing, he's going to be 38. Yeah, no, he he would be he would not be a fit right now. I mean, he's just a bridge gap. Hosmer, in my opinion, you know, going to the Red Sox at least next year, you might have a window to win. But I mean, even then, I mean. Who knows? I, I feel like he is definitely out of his prime. You know, he for was sure. great for the Royals. He used to light up the White Sox on a consistent basis. Yep. You know, and, and and moving into this, you know, a lot of guys were 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 on the move. Now, my question for you is is, you know, winners, losers, who you got, who you thinking? I mean, of course the Padres won. They got Juan Soto. So yeah. of course. But did you think some people gave up a little too much potentially? for what they got in return. I think if we're going winners and losers, the first loser is Luke Voigt because yeah. they were trying to get rid of Hosmer and he said no. So they're like, all right, take Voigt. And he's just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Why would you do that to yeah, me? Yeah, And Luke sucks. Voigt is a, is, a, is a good player. He's a good player. He should be on a competing team. I thought he was good for that team, but they were like, all right, give us Josh Bell. You can take Luke Voigt, call it a day. So Luke Voigt's a loser on this one. A winner... The New York Yankees, which makes me sad to say. Um, oh, yeah. The no, Yankees the Yankees got a lot better here. Oh, absolutely. They got a lot better. And I mean, did they give up their top prospect for Ben Attendee? Uh, no, but they traded eight of their prospects. I do know that in three trades. I don't think they got, gave up any of their top, top guys, but there was a couple of those mid, mid list guys that they got rid of. Um, honestly, <laughs> Because they, okay, this, this is kind of a scroll here, but Luis Castillo went to the Seattle Mariners, which was a big trade. Yeah, and they gave up a shit ton Yeah, for him. And like I the think Mariners, I don't know if that's worth, worth it, that. but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. It's still yeah. like he's going to have to really perform to do that. They get him for like he's two more like, years, fuck. I think. It's like you got to be fucking Cy Young level, and I just don't know if the Mariners are in that window. Yeah. You I know, mean, because a lot of times you go to, from a weak division to a pretty tough division being the AL West. And mm-hmm. I don't know how yeah. you're going to get past the Astros, you know, all, you know, you're going to have to pitch to the Astros a lot and they yeah. hit very well. So, yeah, I mean, Robbie Ray on the team, Cy Young winner, yeah. maybe add another Luis Castillo. And do the job. I think they're just trying to at least get that wild card, which is currently up for grabs. But the Yankees wanted Luis Castillo, didn't get him. They followed it up by getting Frankie Montas from the Oakland Athletics, who is also really fucking good at pitching. And we saw that last year. Um, they got another pitcher, which their team kind of needed relatively. Their top guys were big, and then those last two guys was questionable. Um, they pick up Harrison Bader from the St. Louis Cardinals, who is a great center fielder. He's hurt right now. He's hurt right now. 
currently, so, yeah, uh, but he's going to be mean, back and play for them when they when he gets back, which is going to be big for them. But you know, supposedly from what I read about this injury, okay, on Bader is that it's a place in the foot exactly that he might not be as fast as he was before. So I feel like St. Louis kind of knew something they didn't necessarily know. And we're like, yeah, okay, you want him? Get rid of him. I mean, they run those physicals, though, anyway. So I'm, I don't know. Maybe they saw something. Maybe they didn't. But Harrison Bader's still a good player. He's a smart player. So that could still be useful for them. Um, They made a trade for Cubs reliever Scott Efros, which a lot of people don't know about him all that much because he's on the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, I was, I was like, who the hell is this? Really, really good in high leverage situations. Like, really, really good, like, coming in in the eighth inning, maybe, like, one, two guys on base. He pitched last night, and he's already got, like, Yankee fever all over him. That's a huge, huge move. And then Lou Trevino, middle move right there, good depth arm. The Yankees are set up to be a World Series winning team here. I mean, who knows, Vince? It could be the Padres and the Yanks. You know, I hope it isn't because I hate the fucking Yankees. Me too. But, I, I mean, okay. So, is Joey Gallo a winner or a loser getting traded to the Dodgers? Because I don't know why the Dodgers would have given up anything for him, but you know, maybe he goes there and he can get shit done. I don't know. I feel bad for Joey Gallo. You feel <laughs> bad. So he's a loser. No, no, no. He's a winner for this. I feel bad for what he went through in New York. <laughs> so there's, he did some interviews about like the trade deadline coming up. What's he thinking? And all this stuff. And they're like, Oh, do you go out in New York and all this stuff? He's like, I don't leave my house. And they're like, why? He's like, I'm sick of getting booed everywhere I go. No one like likes me here. Um, he said, oh, there it is. Beautiful. Um, she said, have you been living in Manhattan? He said, yeah. It's like, what's it like for you when fans notice you on the streets? He said, I don't go out on the streets. He's like, yeah, I really don't want to show my face around here, which granted, it makes sense. They're really passionate fans. He's played like ass. No, the only absolutely. team that he can go to where he doesn't have expectations is Los Angeles right now. I'm just so happy that the White Sox didn't pick him up because that would have been the most White Sox thing ever is you give up a lot for a guy and he gets the fucking yips. Lefty power. It's like, yeah, but he has to hit the ball. <laughs> like That's yeah. the important part. I, I know. Yeah. yeah. Hitting the ball is the key. It's like he's the Adam Dunn of whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Like Adam Dunn is just, oh, God, what a terrible pickup by the White Sox many, many moons ago. Just yeah, the only loser of this ass. trade – yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't seem like it when it happened, and then when it was actually playing out, it wasn't good. But the only loser of this trade, I think, might be the Los Angeles Dodgers because if he doesn't come back and play well, then it's just like, okay. But they didn't really give up much. The Yankees needed to get rid of him. He needed a change of scenery. Maybe this will be good for him. He can grow the beard back out. Maybe that's where the magic was, and he'll be okay. Very true. Very true. Now, if we also – are looking at this. Vince, the Astros made some moves. Yeah. I think they made some very smart moves. Getting a young guy like Trey Mancini coming in. Yeah. Getting a guy like he's not Vasquez. necessarily young, but yeah, he's he's good. Younger still hits for power. Was he's he going to be 31? scary on that team. What was he like? Thirty-one. I think he's like thirty. I mean, okay. still, still, still enough in his prime at a yeah. fir- as a first baseman that you know he's going to be great. The guy, the kid's gone through a lot. He's of things, got pop. You know? I know he has. Yeah. You know, he's like, it's insane. Before. Like Clay Thompson getting the most, the comeback player of the year at the ESPYs and yeah, Trey Mancini Trey didn't get it. And he went through cancer. <laughs> like, well, so Trey, well, hey, hey, Trey or uh, Clay had a, you know, a couple uh, torn ACLs. So it's a toss up. <laughs> oh, it's such bullshit. I, I, I couldn't agree more. It's such bullshit. You know, cancer. <laughs> The man the beat cancer and came back to play baseball full time. But yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. I mean, Clay no, wanna his legs. <laughs> but I mean, what his legs? The boy's legs. Oh god, that's no. so fucked. It's not life threatening. No, it goes to show you all the you know what media does and, and yeah. how they like cook shit up. But in my opinion, Astros got a lot better after the trade deadline. AL West just confirms for me that even if the White Sox do win the division, I want nothing to do with that fucking division or yeah. uh, the AL East. Yeah. So um, I will say we talked about the catcher needs in Houston last week. I think Christian Vasquez is a really big upgrade on what they were doing with Severino beforehand. So, you know, Christian Vasquez can actually do a lot in Houston and Will Smith's also still good. So don't, you dare forget about that. And they also got him. So 
I mean, listen, I, I believe that they're, they're putting themselves in a great position with a catcher that sees and has playoff experience, can hit, can catch a great game. I think that's a, a win for them. Definitely winners at that deadline. Now, I mean, the Mets tried to do a bunch of shit, but I feel like they just kind of like added little stuff. I mean, Danny Vogelbach, he's, like, yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's a monster. He's an absolute monster. He looks like he can play left tackle. Yeah, he's a mountain. <laughs> Like he's got a like he if he lost some weight I bet you he'd be even better. Yeah, I'd Just say saying. so. But I do like slim thick right there. Um, he is he is one hundred percent slim thick. The only thing I didn't get is that they traded twenty nine year old left field and third baseman J D Davis for thirty six year old Darren Ruff first baseman. I don't understand that trade at all. Yeah, no um, one did. Darren Ruff for J D Davis. Like first off. In my head, I'm like, if you are a left fielder or third baseman, you could probably make your bread playing first base a couple times. It's not going to be that hard for you. I don't think so. Um, He's a better hitter than Darren Ruff. So, like, what are they looking for? They just want to get rid of J.D. Davis for no reason? I still don't understand that. It was just stupid to me. No, I think it was definitely stupid. I think it was absolutely stupid. No, I, I, I don't understand why you trade a, a guy who's ascending for a guy that, uh, yeah, I guess is proven. Davis was a starter for that most of the year. Yeah, I mean, Pete, Pistol Pete Alonso isn't a great defensive first baseman. Right. So, you know, he hits, but that's really about it. He's not a great defender. Um, but still, I, I don't know what that thought process was. Tyler Naquin, you know, okay. He I like was that move. Guy. Nothing crazy, I mean, but I like it. He's, that's a depth move to me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's somebody to, to to start for Marte one day when he can't, you know, when he's got an off day or whatever and you're not losing too much. Sure. Slot him in I don't where know. you need him. I don't know. You know, to me, that's a loss for the Mets. But the Mets are still going to be great and definitely have the potential to go all the way. I mean, so, it's them you know, or Atlanta in that division right now. Neck and neck. Yeah. I know. Atlanta is coming, man. And, and they, they usually do it this time. So it's going to be pretty interesting to pay attention to as we move through it. Now – Looking at this, the Twins add a starting pitcher in Jorge Lopez. Okay. So, Michael Fulmer, Tyler Male, another haul. Okay. Does this push the Twins over for, you know, the Central? Because this is kind of scary being White Sox fans. I don't think so. I don't think any of those move the needle that much. I know Michael Fulmer has been a decent, like, formidable, you know, depth arm in the bullpen whatever we've we've faced michael firmer many a times it doesn't work out too well um jorge lopez is pretty good jorge lopez is an incredible <laughs> like he's just pretty good um if they're going for a lopez i would have probably went for pablo instead of jorge but it's okay um ah, i don't know i, I don't think that it's much thank you thank you uh <laughs> great backyard baseball reference oh no, no that's sanchez <laughs> oh that's right oh, no. i thought it was <laughs> but i wish i did <laughs> I thought that's where you went with that. No, I'm not that clever. I wish I was. I wish I was that clever. Pablo Lopez. He's he's a secret weapon. He's a king. I love me. He was a king. Um, If I were them, I would have went for a different Pablo and Pablo Sanchez. (laughs) Um, Pablo Sanchez. But no, Pablo Lopez of the Marlins, I probably would have taken more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's much of a needle mover. I still think it's going to be two, three games till the end of the season, and you're going to see how it ends up working out because all those teams are just losing. It is what it is. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, I mean, there's really nothing too much more notable other than the rich got richer, may have mortgaged their season, you know, may have mortgaged their future, meaning. Yep. And who knows? I don't know. I, I, I rarely feel that these re- I don't know that these regroupings of teams and the rebuild theory, like, I don't know if it's necessarily the way anymore. Yeah. feels like I mean, a lot of teams are showing you why it, it isn't <laughs> right. So like we get a first hand, you know, all day, every day of why maybe that isn't the case. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you know, let's, let's get into a little white Sox talk here because hold you know, on really it, quick. I just want to say goodbye from the AL central Whit Merrifield. It's been oh, a blast. Forgot about wit. I will not be missing you. I'm happy you're going to Toronto. Have fun up there. Don't come back to the Royals. You are such a pain in the ass to play. 
Yeah, he was great, man. I'm so. I mean, they they've probably got enough for him, but I mean, he deserves to compete. He's been great yeah. for years. He needed to go. Yeah, he was getting yeah. to that age where it's like he's not. You're not doing anything here. And then also a couple honorable mentions of guys who didn't leave that probably should have, but didn't, or they were at least talking about it. They were talking about getting rid of JD Martinez in Boston. Still in Boston. Good for you, JD. Um, and then Carlos Rodon of the San Francisco oh. Giants. It was looking like it was basically going to happen that Rodon was going to get traded at this trade deadline. And he didn't. I was hoping the White Sox were going to look at a reunion, but that's not the case. So that, that was so put. silly. They should have re-signed him because he would be so useful for us right now. I know. It's and you know, I think about it every day. I think about it a lot too, Vince. You know, it, it yeah. would have been so nice to have him. You should have just paid him. He was going to come back, do great things, but of course we fuck it up. So, no, it's the just last here we are. <laughs> and, and then once again, here we are, you know, staying on baseball topic, you know, a little bit more sentimental, but Vince Scully passed today. Yes, he you did. know, legendary ways. announcer, 94 years old, had a great run for the Dodgers, arguably one of the best to ever do it. So I would say, you know, I would say he's the best baseball broadcaster of all time. And I don't think that's much, or, there's much argument going on there. He started no. in Brooklyn with the Dodgers. He was in New York. He like grew up in New York. He's from New York, moved to Los Angeles to call Dodgers games in Los Angeles and has been there all the way until 2009. I think he officially retired in 2016. So great life, long life. Good for him. Hey, if somebody looked at me tomorrow and was like, hey, you're going to pass at 94, I'd be like, "Eh, you know, thank God. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, I got some extra years under it. I might sign if, you know, I could still be uh, movable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you he know, was sprying, kicking it for years, years, years after he was done doing it. So, yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know Rest what? To him, to I don't team. think that was ever a job. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. to the baseball king himself. Yep. But Vince, there's a picture in- of him running with Jackie Robinson. Sorry to cut you off, but oh, it that's... just it puts into perspective how long that motherfucker was doing that. How <laughs> long he was insane. in the game? I mean, he got the chance to see Sandy Koufax, all that. Because I mean, it's just amazing. Absolutely. Calling Kirk Gibson's broken leg home runs. That was that home run. That was amazing. Absolutely insane. I mean, MLB lost the legend today. Not, yeah. not baseball as a whole lost the legend today, yeah. but a hey, great run. RIP to that guy. He was awesome. Um, but moving into Comiskey corner, we're going to not spend a ton of time on this because I just might throw something, but <laughs> I mean, Vince, you know, it, it's we're in this position. I was at the first game back after the All-Star break. Yeah. Didn't go too well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, and, and, you know, we dropped two of four with the Athletics. It's just, The you Athletics know, were on a heater, though. They beat, they swept the Astros. That's, uh, whatever, I don't want <laughs> I know, excuses. but still, it's the Athletics, yeah. I just don't want excuses. You know, I think the biggest thing right now is, and the White Sox need to change, I, I mean, is it not enough as a team where you look in your fucking bench and TLR is falling asleep? Literally like me, like Mike in these fucking meetings all day when it's like 3.30 after I eat lunch and I'm in my food coma and I'm like, huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh God, I got to stand up. Otherwise, I'm going to be passing out over here. I, I mean, was, I'm just saying. Go ahead. I was talking to a couple of my boys and I was like, guys. We all talk to Richie. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure, Richie. Richard, we love shout Richard. out to Richard. We love. Richard. Shout out to Richard. He gets like a shout out every week now, and I'm not. I'm not against it. I like it a lot. Not against shouting um, out Richie. Not me either. Um, but we were talking, and I was like, guys, my number one like qualification, needed requirement for a new manager is to be able to stay awake during the game. That's it. <laughs> If you, you can be, do that, it's already an upgrade. Just <laughs> please be lucid. That's all we that's all we could ask. Just please be lucid. It was the please. first inning. It was like 7 p.m. and it was already past his bedtime. Oh, uh, you know, I just had a big dinner. <laughs> and a you bottle know, of whiskey. <laughs> probably. I bet I bet you half the time he's just like fucking wasted. Yeah. And who would it's know? Because he just he doesn't know how to talk anymore, so he can't even tell if he's actually wasted or if he's just mumbling. And I don't understand, you know, to to stay on things that I also don't understand. What the fuck is Rick Hahn thinking? You trade for a guy early in the season, and then from there you decide, you know what? Nah, Sevy season, baby, and and you and then like send it. him. You like it? I like it a lot. 
Sebi Zavala's been playing well. Give him a roster spot. I think, well, because what they wanted to do, too, was open up a roster spot. And they couldn't have three catchers anymore. So basically, the choice was, do we keep Reese McGuire or do we play Sebi Zavala? And they came to the decision that they're playing Sebi Zavala, which means Reese McGuire's going no matter what. You get a lefty reliever back for that. Jake Deacon's had an up and down year. If he could pitch well for the White Sox, he can take that crochet spot where we needed that lefty reliever. I'm kind of cool with it. I'm not gonna. I'm surprised, honestly, Vince, that the Sox didn't move crochet because I was at the game. He was hurt in spring training. Yeah, and I kind of knew right away. I was like, "Fuck." That's Tommy he John was, for you, though. You know. You know, but if he does come back from Tommy John, which most guy most guys usually do today, easily now, yeah. I mean, he's gonna be killing life. Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna. I mean, he will be like indestructible arm. Yeah. And he'd be a great addition to our bullpen. Um, you drafted him with a first round draft pick on purpose, and then you draft this kid this year, who's basically like him 2.0, even though they're calling him a, a modern day Randy Johnson. Yeah. Uh, White Sox usually have luck drafting pitchers, so. I don't know. I'm surprised. I think you could have gotten a haul for him that you kind of desperately needed right now and then something you could kind of replace in free agency because he's never going to be more than a reliever. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't try and He move could on be him. a starter. He was a starter in college. I don't think he's going yeah. to be, but he could Throws be. Throws the ball too hard. So does he Kopech, doesn't have but... doesn't have the legs. I don't think I don't think that's Oh, Kopech's been great for us this year. Yeah. He's really come into his own. But yeah. you know, it's going to be interesting. We're two and a half out right now. Uh, the Twins, and, you know, we got these series coming up with the Royals, and I believe we need – it's 11 games with the Royals yep. in the next two months, and we need to win all 11 of them. Lance Lynn so. shoved today, pitched well. Guardians oh, wow, that's, and that's, the that's Guardians, good. That's what we needed that, yeah. And the Guardians and Twins also won today, so still two and a half back. Sox have, are tied for the best record in the last 10 games, which is a good sign. Um, one last thing about the trade deadline. I don't think they traded – they didn't trade Co- Crochet because I think that they're they're not in the spot where they feel like they're in command of going in the playoffs. And I think if they get yeah. rid of him for a situation where you only have a guy for a year, two years when you're playing like this, they'd much rather keep the young guy that's going to come back. That's kind of the way I think about it. It's not very positive or exciting about a team that should actually compete, but it's what it kind of feels like right now. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm surprised you were telling me that the Sox weren't on Shohei. Um, that, that was interesting. Puff that was interesting. You think so? Yeah. I, the angels weren't getting rid of Shohei Otani. It's for the same yeah. reason I said last week They he makes them way too much money in the inter- international market. Oh, yeah. And also Fuck he's yeah. the m- most paramount player in the MLB right now. Big and one. then a piece came out and it's like the white Sox were interested in Shohei Otani. And initially yeah, I was like, were... that's pretty sick. And then I thought. Obviously, they're going to be in on the player that no one was ever going to get. You'd have to give up Luis Robert. (laughs) You'd have to give up Luis Robert and probably Eloy at some point to get. I don't think they'd want any of that. I think they just want to clear out their first fifteen prospects. Should be like, give me all those. Maybe the Angels aren't doing anything, and they never do. Yeah, poor Mike Trout. He'll never see a World Series title. Yeah, but what Uh, do the Angels do now, though? Because do they keep him to the end of his contract and just let him walk? Oh, yeah. Or do they try to trade him yeah. later and figure I it mean, out? So I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He would be wise to request a trade at some yeah. point. Just be like, you know what? Get what you can for me. I want to go compete. I want to win a World Series. I could see that coming in the future. Yeah. Probably not this season, but maybe in the offseason, I could see that trade request come through. It's just yeah. who's going to want to pay him? Who's going to be able to pay him that contract and then compete on top of that? You're already going to have to have dogs in the room. Well, the good so, news about it is you're getting a DH and a starting pitcher in one guy. So. If you move Shohei, I'm talking Trout. Oh, yeah. Well, now he's got his his own problems that he's dealing with. So, yeah, he'll be fine. I he's don't know. They're saying it's going to yeah. last forever. So he'll he'll be fine. He's a stud. Yeah. There, there's no two bones about it. But we'll continue to keep it coming, right, yeah. Vinny? I mean, that's what oh, we yeah. do. We just keep it coming. We're up. Born for this shit, Ken. Born for this shit. We continue to produce the content. We appreciate everybody coming back. Big things coming soon for the pod. Big episodes coming soon for the pod. College football season starting. I hope everybody's oh, yeah. getting excited. We got Norman Nate coming back. We got friends of the show coming back. It's all going to be great. Vince, as always, yes, it was great. It was great. Mike on the road is always fun. A little mm-hmm. hectic, but still fun nonetheless. We always get it done. We're always here, right? Yeah. And, that's what we do. and if you guys could just so kindly just like. 
like and comment and subscribe and follow us on our shit, please. Download. Because we have so much fun on the social medias. Download the podcast. Rate us five stars. All that shit. It would be very much appreciated. I'll give you a virtual kiss on the cheek. I'll tell you your mother. I love her. All that shit. If you guys just do that for us. Just do that. Vince is going to be kissing cheeks everywhere we go soon. I, I yep. swear to I swear to God. No doubt As always, it. Vinny, it's always great doing with you. Thank you, buddy. I'll see you soon. Yes, sir. Peace.